Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode 123 of the Audible Farm podcast, and it is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and they will ship coffee to your house. Not only that, but the coffee's made to order, which makes it extra special. So if you make an order, they're roasting coffee specifically for you and then shipping it directly to you. So that's awesome. Everything is made specifically for each order. So they're not just roasting hundreds and hundreds of pounds and then hoping people buy it eventually. No, no. They're doing it the special way. So get in on this. Go to CouchTownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like and make an order and they will ship it to your house. You know what else is cool? They can give you 20% off just because you listen to this podcast. So go to CouchTownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, and let them know Audible Farm sent you. Use the code code word Audible Farm, and you can get 20% off. So thanks, CouchTown. This episode features Tyrell Frazier. Yeah, he is the drummer for Over the River, which is a band from... Well, I guess if you're in Omaha, it's just over the river in Council Bluffs. But they're in that Omaha area, in the Council Bluffs area, out on the western side of the state. And I listened to some of their tunes online, and it's really cool. We discussed, uh, you know, kind of how they found a sound that they did, and how the band kind of met, and and everything like that. Uh, that we talked about the website and uh, how important a website probably actually is to. Uh, a band these days because you know there's you can stick a lot of stuff on a website you can't necessarily just put on social media you know and a website could be a nice fun all-inclusive place for people to go to find all of your information so uh, hats off for all the bands out there with websites we uh we kind of discussed that and you know we just kind of discussed playing music and 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 just being a good person overall it was a really good episode this was actually uh i talked to ty for about 10 minutes before we did the podcast and then we just sat down and did it he's he's a really nice guy it was a really good episode and i hope you guys enjoy it because i enjoyed it and uh you know it's it's one of those things where i i didn't know i would like this band until somebody recommended them to me so hats off to josh wig for recommending over the river to me so uh you know, Josh Wig was a previous guest. So if you listen to this one and you like this episode, maybe go back and listen to the Josh Wig episode. But this episode features Ty Frazier from Over the River Band. I hope you guys like it because I had a great time on this one. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. So uh, today I'm sitting down with Ty Frazier. Uh, I guess I didn't even ask you if Frazier is how you pronounce your last name, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that it would be any different, you know. It's not like <laughs> bologna, you know, bologna or whatever. Right. No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> right. Champagna. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Uh, Ty, uh, Ty, I met you. Um, well, I haven't really actually met you in person, but I met you online through yeah. Josh Wig, and I did an yeah. interview with him listened to some of his music. It was cool. And I figured if he, I said, Hey, you know, anybody that makes cool music like you? And he said, you should check these guys out. You're actually in uh, the band that's called over the river. Uh, I've seen some people call you over the river band and, uh, but your, but your tag online is at over the river music. So like if anybody's looking for you, that's where it's at. Otherwise I did just Google search you and you showed up like right away. So, Oh no. Yeah. If you just do over the river band, it's, it's right there. So I don't know if I'm not supposed to cuss. Sorry. No, do it, man. I takes a little bit of the pressure off of me actually. (laughs) Uh, I try not to, but sometimes it comes out. So, uh, either way. Yeah. This is just a nice friendly conversation, but I got to ask you, man. Um, I listened to some of your music 
uh, first and foremost, I'm going to throw this question at you. How would you categorize your music? Oh, all right. So that's always tough. Um, always as a performer or a songwriter, it's so hard. To, you always want to over-specify your genres. And, you know, like everybody's like, ah, you know. Um, and so I've always just kind of called it rock music, right? Yep. But, um, you know, I've kind of been leaning towards a lot of people tell us it sounds a lot like Southern rock, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people tell us, tell us it sounds a lot like blues rock or folk rock or just Americana or Americana rock. So what we decided was we were going to create our own like little subgenre of all of those things that we call Midwest rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, actually, yeah, I remember reading that on your website, Midwest yeah. rock. That's a great name for it, though, too, because yeah. it's a little bit yeah. of everything. We do, man, and we we do good at like genre bending. I guess you could say where one song does sound a lot real bluesy, one song sounds real folky, and, and so on. And but they make a collective that forms together, which is what we're really aiming for. And um, yeah, you know, like I said, it's so it's so hard to put yourself in a genre, but you know, good old fashioned rock and roll from the heartland, man. Yeah, let me let me see if I got somewhere down here. I wrote notes about this. Uh, I wrote. Uh, groovy rock with a country and indie feel. That's what I there wrote. That's like what I wrote as like my my cursory liner notes. So it's like I'll take it, man. That, I, that, yeah, another one is uh, di- uh, gravelly vocals over dive bar twang. Is, Ooh, uh, is yeah. what a yeah would said. Yeah, yeah. That would actually be a really good uh, you know just overall genre is like dive bar band. You know, it's right. like like we're not playing covers, but if you know, if you were in a bar, it's almost like if you walked into the set of um, I don't know, what's that Swayze movie where he's like kicking Roadhouse? Roadhouse? Yeah, if you walked in there, it's like yeah. what you would be one of those bands or something. You I know, would be, I would take it. You man. know, uh, one of my biggest influences just in music in general is the Blues Brothers. Uh, my dad's a big just blues guy and so i i was watching that movie at like nine years old and then blues brothers came out blues brothers 2000 came out when i was 10 and we went and saw that in theaters and they've just been two of my favorite movies my whole life and so uh i i i would like to picture myself as as like those guys being able to walk in anywhere and just and just play yeah and i mean that was kind of like when i wrote down this description of like um groovy rock with a country and indie feel it's like so you could play country bars and and passably do it because it's not far out of their element but you could also like mix it in with some of the indie bands in iowa if you absolutely had to i feel like you definitely could but like we've been saying the whole time you do have a rock and roll feel to you as well so right you could fit in with the rock guys you know and that opens up the doors to probably a lot of different like areas or bars or things like that i'm sure you play a lot of different places compared to like, I guess I'm in a a punk band, punk rock band. So, you know, uh, it's, you get to certain places and we don't, it's like, well, we're probably not going to get booked here, but you might be one of those weird bands. It's like, we can get booked in a lot of different places. I, I cold call everywhere to be honest with you, but yeah, exactly. That's one thing that I've, that we didn't intentionally do, but I've definitely tried to bank on, um, is that we can exactly, I, I also hit up a lot of bands and I'm just like, let's, play gigs together because we can we can kind of form our sound too there's some songs we can just leave out or or add or you know um to really add to that sound as well so 
yeah, no, it's not anything that was intentional on that end, but it's definitely worked out. Uh, I think it comes a lot from the the three of us. And originally we started as a four piece, uh, but all of us with real heavy, just different inspirations and in music. Um, so that, uh, that really kind of shows in all the, in all the songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the coolest things about like writing music. I was actually talking to somebody earlier today, how like, I mean, I guess I'm not much of a music writer. I can add, I'm like one of those people that adds spices to an already made meal where it's like, I helped, you know, like right? no, I'm, I, I I'm one of those people. But like when it comes down to like playing music and stuff like that, it's like, what genre does your music style like fit into? And it's like, well, it kind of is a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And like oh, yeah. sometimes when you don't have to pigeonhole stuff to be like, we're only playing metal and it's got to be this heavy. It's like, well, if you just kind of let it be whatever it is, you end up with that really open ended music. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it was, I, I would almost hearken it to like 311. I'm not sure if you're a 311 fan, but like, oh, yeah. they were kind of one of those bands where it's like, well, it's not quite punk, but it's like also not quite like groovy, funky stuff, but it kind of is. Right. And they were from the Midwest and it's like, what do you call this? And I don't know. Just, we're just playing music and just, it's just, just have a good time, man. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah, definitely. How did you end up yeah. uh, running into all these guys to, to create a band like this? Um, so Sven, my guitar player, he's a bit of a musical savant. Um, and I met him, man, I've known him for about 15 years. I met him before I got back into playing the drums. He's one of the people who was like, hey, we got nothing to do this summer. You should buy a drum set. And that was like 10 years ago. Um, so I've, I've been playing with Sven for about 10 years. I've known him for 15. And then Tyler, we used to have, me and Sven used to have another band called the fish house punch um and we were uh i don't know a little similar to what we were doing but a little bit more reggae maybe okay. uh, and uh we we're just a beer club party band essentially uh but uh it was a good time <laughs> you know we did that for about five six years before we anybody you know took it seriously and um but tyler was an introductory like i don't know we were playing that band he just showed up somebody introduced him to us and uh, you know he jammed with us one time we we're like hey you should join the band <laughs> and uh, so i've been playing with him now for a few you know quite some time um and then like i said when we originally got started we were a fourth a four piece um and we all had you know a mutual friend as well uh, named Clay Monroe, Clayton Monroe. Um, and so basically what happened was, uh, you know, we were all dads. We had been out of the game for a few years, uh, been playing, you know, a few, uh, we'd go play some open mics and shit, uh, as under other band names, I'd play with like five different groups of people just doing percussion for them. And, um, uh, all of that. And, I was ready to just do it again. I needed something, you know? Uh, so I hit them all up and I'm like, Hey, band time. Like, let's do it. Let's do it right this time. Like a business. Like I've spent these last three years reading books and fantasizing about getting back to it and doing it right. And, um, so that's what we've been doing now for about two and a half years. Well, about two years, two and a half years, 2018, November, December is when we got started. 
Oof. I guess our first gig was January of 19, so... Yeah, you, bar- uh, you guys barely got a year under your belt before things started kind of going weird. <laughs> no shit, man. Oh, no shit. Uh, yeah, that's a, we had we had a what, a whole summer lined up, and we were dropping our album on April twentieth, twenty twenty. We had I had this huge bash lined up, man. Like, oh, this big event, and. Uh, then COVID came and it just was all gone. So we were forced to completely turn to like online. Yeah. Like we were doing weekly live streams. Uh, we were doing giveaways every live stream. And like uh, at the end of all these live streams, we'll do a big giveaway and like just giving out all my merch because I'm like, nobody's buying it. I might as well be out there spreading around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh we just did that for like 12 weeks man yeah uh, dude i i do have to say i i feel for you there because i my my punk band did release uh an album during covid and it was like solid. and we were gonna do it like right at the beginning kind of and then like there was a delay and then it was like we're not gonna get this thing until almost summertime and then it was what do we do with this you know <laughs> right and then eventually it was like well i guess let's just put it out and i mean some people are buying some merch it's cool oh, like yeah. but it's yeah. also not as much as it would be at shows exactly you know so and i mean exactly. I, I feel you though it's like you got all this merch what do you want to do with it like give it away you know it's, it, it, right and that's what i've been like well I'm, people might as well know our name and brand recognition and we got this music and at this point, I'll take the loss financially on some CDs if if it's getting people to hear our songs and then, you know, online interaction. And yeah, so that's pretty much what we turn to. And yeah. then anything we could get without stepping on other people in the business's toes and take, we would take, you know, like uh, we took some outside gigs um, and... Uh, and then just did some like pop-up stuff too. Yeah, man. Uh, we were, I mean, we were talking a little bit about that before the show, but it was, it was one of those things I was thinking of, you know, like if, if you're going to play shows, you kind of got to tread lightly because some people are, you know, not taking kindly to it. And other people, you know, other people are like, well, you've played two or three shows and I want to play one show and haven't, you know, played one show or there's, you know, other bands that are, are playing shows might not even take kindly to it or, or some venue owners. I mean, I've, like and I, once again, I get it. It's it weird. It's a tough time, but you kind of got to go out there. And if if it's the only thing you have to do, I totally get it. And if you well, just no, exactly. And and you're like, I don't know, man. Like, and don't get me wrong. I've we've been taking the, you know, when we did do stuff, we'd always wear masks and social distance and play outdoors. And and uh, we've continued to do that. Uh, we have taken a couple of indoor gigs this year, or well, not this year. We did one but it was real real spaced out and there were only a few people there anyways mm-hmm. that was mostly just uh, an excuse for us artists to get together and play some music but uh and then another one where it was a real similar thing tried to stay careful but at the same time you know i'm a real big believer in that as as artists we also gotta we gotta create right now more than ever people need us real bad so if there's places that'll provide you know, go the extra effort so that people can go in there and, and hear some live music and and decompress for five minutes. Um, I'm going to be there to play the live music for them to hear, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I'm totally for it, too. I, I feel you with, 
you know, people need to have something to do. And without artists creating something for someone to do, you know, there's nothing to do, you know, otherwise right. it's, there wouldn't be any movies being made, which there aren't very many, you know, it's like there wouldn't be no, TV right, shows right. getting made, which there aren't very many, it's you know, such a fine line, you know, cause obviously pandemics aren't anything to mess around with, you know, we all got to take that seriously and, and be real safe about that. But we got to somehow find a way to interact with people. Hence why we are doing on the live streams and stuff too. Um, because like I said, man, people need it. People yeah. Need it. As artists, uh, I'm reminded of a Tony Morrison quote that I don't know word for word, but she says, uh, you know, now is the time. Uh, it's the time. There's no time for pity. There's no time for self doubt. There's no time for questioning. Now is the time when artists go to work. We, we create, we do, we make language, and it's how civilizations heal. Yeah, um, that that's such an inspiring part of of why I do it in the first place. And I, so to have that come full circle in a time like this, I've just lived by that completely. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, I feel like there's a direct correlation in the lack of ability for people to socialize and then the inability for people to socialize properly on the internet nowadays. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, man, right? Like, oh, that's I, a, I, I really s- like the way you put that. Well, seriously, I mean, like, if you go to a bar and hang out with people, or if you go to a show and hang, it doesn't have to be a show or a bar, but like, if you go to a movie, if you go to a restaurant, I mean, like, you see the people in your community, you really, oh, hey, there's Steve, Steve's a good guy, hi, Steve, you know, and then like, right. but now you don't ever see Steve, and then he goes online, he's like, I have a viewpoint that's different than yours, and everyone's just like, horrible, shame, was the worst, get rid of them, you right. know, it's no, like, oh, man, it like, gets bad, it's, well, and there's no, there's no inflection, there's no, um, there's, there's not, the like us humans when we communicate with our voice there's so many different points we hit on that where you can't hit on that with text it just whoever's reading it is going to read it in whatever mood they're in yeah yeah that's you know what i mean yeah yeah and they can't read your facial feet your facial stuff either you know yeah exactly there's there's so many different different cue points like that that we don't think about when it comes to communication i i actually went to school for radio just the the act of communication has always been something that's fascinating to me you know i can use words to put a picture that's in my head inside your head Mm -hmm. and that's just awesome because there's no other species on earth that can communicate as in depth as we can yeah so now we're now we're gonna make this really deep so we're talking about communicating which is actually something i found very interesting when i went back to school was uh taking like business communications classes and stuff and realizing that not everybody's good at communicating in all the forms or another but that's just we're just talking about english language so like imagine you were saying like imagine you got a communicate something to somebody and they can't see your face and you got to like write it all down in a proper way so they understand what you're where you're coming from when you give them the information now imagine you're making music which is a language that everybody to an extent understands but not everybody speaks so like you're you have so you have to make this music for people that uh maybe don't know how to speak their emotions and they can you know this is where you might end up with your lyrics being slightly pointed but also slightly vague so it can apply to anyone in any fashion right you know and that's no 100 percent. that's exactly it because that's what we do as musicians we're not you know we don't create music for ourselves if if we created it for ourselves we wouldn't put the countless hours and dollars into it that it takes to release it 
It's and true. I think most of us realize when we do it anyways that we're, we're far from ever going to be, you know, David Lee Roth or <laughs> Rod, Robert Plant up there on the, on the stage, you know. Um, we just make that music to put it out into the world because that's what we do. Like, that's who we are. We, we want to do that for the world. And that's exactly it. it it's, it's tough. But mm-hmm. that's that's the challenge in it, I guess. You know, if it was a challenge, it wouldn't. If it wasn't a challenge, it wouldn't be any fun. That's very true too. Like if I could just crank out like a million songs over and over again, eventually you just kind of get tired of it or whatever. You know, right? Like, that's probably that's why. What I mean. That's why some right. bands break up. You know, you know, just right. well, we, we've done this album four times. Like well, let's just I'm done doing something else. Let's you know, just, and exactly. You know, but dude, and I I also want to touch on something else like. When you were talking about being in uh, uh, Fish House Punch, which, by the way, that's a killer band name. <laughs> but, oh, man. It's got a real long story, too. Uh, I, let's hear it, actually. I, I can bookmark this. Okay. Uh, what's the What's the story with the, the band name? Okay. So, all right. So, the Fish House Punch, right? So, back in, like, 1740-something... Okay. Mm-hmm. When we were just the the colonies, the American colonies, we we're still under British rule and all that, right? Mm-hmm. In the Pennsylvania colonies, there was on the Schuylkill River, there was the Schuylkill River Fishing Club. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, to this day, is still like the most exclusive club in the world. Okay. Okay. There's like 14 members. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sounds and like a blast. Like, <laughs> you got to be like related to original members and things oh like that. Gosh. And original members were like George Washington and John Adams and like all these super influential founding fathers and, and businessmen and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was in like 1770. They decided they opted for the first time ever to um, allow women to come to their Christmas party, right? Mm -hmm. And in the minutes, it says, in the minutes of the meeting, it says that they needed to find a drink that would soothe the ladies' palates but make them livelier than their usual want. And so they created Fish House Punch. Oh, cool. Okay, uh, which... uh, which is sweet, sweet gasoline, right? We uh, we used to make it for like the first ten shows. We would like bring this giant like football team cooler to shows and be like, ah, you can sell it to people and keep the money. We don't care. Like just serve it. Uh, but people got shit faced. Like, oh, it doesn't. Everything every time you bring it, things get broke. It's bad, right? Yep, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> So just peach flavored gasoline, uh, which and then it it was uh, it was noted to be a or it was noted to be George Washington's favorite drink. After that party, he wouldn't attend a party if you want, if George Washington was coming to your party, you had to make Fish House Punch. You right, like everyone in the nation knew this recipe, um, and because we were an Americana band. Uh, and found that random ass story on the internet about this crazy fishing club and their 1770 Christmas party <laughs> and the drink that became George Washington's favorite. Uh, 
we named our band after. That's it. awesome. Well, I was just thinking, like, of course it's his favorite because, like, before that, like, the only other, his favorite liquor before that was like whiskey that was diluted with right. human spit or something. Right. It's like this is how we make it stretch it out a little bit, you know? Right, right. And it's basically, man, it's just basically like uh, it's like two gallons of brandy, right? Uh, like a half a gallon of lemon juice. Um, another gallon of rum, and then uh, like a half a gallon of peach schnapps. It just sounds like pure evil to me, man. <laughs> oh, and then like, and then right, like a pound of sugar, oh and then you gosh. put the lemon. You gotta stir the sugar in with the ice. You gotta. It's like a big punch, you know. Mm-hmm. Sugar and oh, there's some water in it, and with lemons and lemon juice, and it's just like I said, you can't taste anything but like peach lemon booze uh, brutal in one cup you're just shit-faced <laughs> well you were talking about how like that band you guys were kind of playing a lot of like you know just dive bar kind of shows and and going and playing your own kind of like backwoodsy type things and just having a good time as a band not necessarily quote-unquote taking it seriously but when right you, but when you started um with over the river you were like quote unquote again let's take it seriously this time but but like in all honesty i've discussed that one with a lot of bands and i uh, mike schulte from the pork tornadoes you know said it you know like whatever you're trying to get out of the band is is totally cool like i mean no right so like no i agree with that yeah yeah. and it's i knew you weren't trying to make a crack at your previous band at all i do i do appreciate you that's a good point good clarification yeah no i anybody that's creating should just create doesn't matter whatever you're trying to get out of the band is exactly what you should get out of it like there was nothing that was a completely different time in all of our lives and stuff i just like i said yeah just to clarify yeah Yeah. i mean if you want to just have like a house party band and just play house parties and and just get paid a couple hundred bucks and party a bunch like and that's all you want to do and and you're doing it you're actually you're doing what you want to do I've done it and it's great, man. Do yeah. it if you can. Yeah. You don't have kids. Do that. Yeah, and it's not like uh, that you're not doing it right or whatever, or it's not like right. someone's going to be like, you should put out an actual album and do it this no, way or whatever, right. you know. And you do what you know, man. If you're playing music and having fun, then you should keep doing that. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I bet it's like also really tough, you know, I'm sure you ran into it a little bit, but is it like ever tough to like try and find people that are on the same wavelength? Have you ever like wanted to be like, well, let's, let's batten down the hatches here and really kind of push this thing in one direction and everyone else is still just kind of like, meh, you know, like I'm cool with whatever, you know? And yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I have no 100%. I'm sure every band has a little bit of that, but Oh, one. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. One thing that I think that was a big thing with, with the old band is that, you know, everybody was kind of on different wavelengths on that exact same, on that exact page, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like, that was the difference is when I got this started, I was like, all right, here's our goals. Here's what we should do. If you don't want to do this, that's cool. But this is what I want out of this. Like, let's do it. You know, I'm, I'm 30 and I got two kids, man. I only got a, a couple more shots to, to just really do this. And, and if we can make it into a solid business, it's self-sufficient and we can keep it going, you know? Yeah. Um, and luckily we've been able to do that. We haven't really, hold any money out of it whatsoever but it's all just self fun you know just yep it all just you take the money from a show or from merch and it goes to record or to you know Mm -hmm. yeah the only i saw like one thing when i joined three finger betty i was like let's try to like our best like you can dump some money into it here or there or whatever if you want to but like let's try our best to like 
make all this self-sufficient and you know so we did that we did that for an album you know and it took us a couple of years of playing gigs to actually sit down and like get a good recording and get a good mix and then get a good mastering and i mean it was it was tough but like you know throughout that time we actually were able to like travel to different places too and actually you know it's like well it's going to cost us money so let's hear so you know take 20 bucks and everybody here's some gas money and you know so everything was like for the most part pretty well funded for a lot of us and it's tough to do that but you know i think that's also one of those pages if everyone in the band can kind of get on that page um you know bands are sort of you know unstoppable at that point as far as i'm concerned uh, right, right. Well, because you can just have that constant funding. As long as you can get a, a gig, you've got money to do more, yep. you know, because, because everything costs money in a band. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we never got to the point where it's like, oh, well, we'll buy you an amp or anything. We never got to that point. Oh, no, or, right, you know, right. Yeah, Everybody's got to own their own instruments. Yeah. Right, right. So, so there still is your own investing. And then you have to, of course, invest your own time into it, too. So I guess, like, all you're investing is a little bit of time every show. And then at the end of it, you pretty much get to record for free, quote unquote. Right. You know? Exactly. And Which I, is an experience in itself, man. Having that having that recorded music out there in the world, too, is a real proud thing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've seen that on your guys' website, which we haven't even, like, like talk too much about um oh yeah yeah by the way like i'll, I'll just say it here it's uh, over the river music.com check it out it's a cool website um but yeah on your Thank website you. i did see you guys had the ability to like even listen to your music straight from your guys's website so if you guys don't have streaming services or anything boom there's you can go boom, there and it's listen on there yeah you can go right there there's like five different options so yeah on the website there uh, i'm real proud of that website actually that's kind of been my my home base that I've just tried to do everything off of, you know, and, um, just tried to make it as, as interactive and as informational as possible without being too much. Cause sometimes a website, you know, drowned out the important bits and all the things that you want to say. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, we, I've worked real hard on that website over the last couple of years, just constantly, you know, my first draft wasn't my best draft, that's for sure. It's been a couple of years building and, and coming, figuring out as I go along. But, um, but yeah, I appreciate that. Overtherivermusic.com, we've got a – you can download all of our music there. You can play it straight from the website. And then, like, we've got all, like, all of our links mm-hmm. are there. You, anything that you might listen to music on – you can find us on that at the bottom of the website too. So yep, that's all down there at the bottom. You've also got like Twitter feeds on there and and release yeah. releases. You can join the the email list and all that other stuff. Great. Oh I mean, yeah, and that's on something, that note. Yeah, go for it. The email club. Let me let me plug this real quick. The email club. Um, it everybody who joins the email club, we're gonna do. I haven't even gotten to this yet. We're releasing a song every 45 days in 2021. Oh, cool. Uh, Every 45 days, we're going to release one to two songs. Um, Like, it's just a one LP that we're just slowly releasing called Just Tricklin'. Um, And so uh, one song at a time, the next one drops on Valentine's Day, actually, February 14th. Uh, And everybody who's a member of the email club gets a download link, like, five days early oh nice nice yeah i just uh, i'm just like you're our email club boom new free song check it out on spotify i want to drop some five days you know (laughs) that's awesome Uh, you know and that made me think we're gonna come back to the website but that makes me think about something while i'm thinking about it um as far as releasing music you know nowadays like 
Yeah. Um, we, you know, I'm in a band. We just released an EP, six songs. Felt like plenty. We can release another one in a year, whatever. Or maybe you can yeah. do, if you want to, you can do two a year, or, or you know. So then you have a full album coming out every, every year, the equivalent of. Or I've seen bands doing like two or three song EPs, like three or four times a year, and then that, then you yeah. pull up and it's like, well, we're doing about an album a year. But is the album gone? Like, is is releasing is waiting a whole year to release twelve songs? Is it worth it anymore? Is, are you doing the right way here? Because there's no rules anymore. I don't think. I don't know. There's that. That's the point. Is there are no rules, right? Like, in fact, it wasn't even our original idea to do this long release, one song at a time, one album, right? That wasn't our original plan. We released a six track EP. We released one single, and then we were just gonna you know, hold off and, mm-hmm. and wait and ride these. And then due to the pandemic, I'm watching a lot of the bands um, out of the Northeast that I, I've followed for a long time, uh, kind of been watching what they're doing and, and how they're doing it. And uh, one band in particular, the Bumpin' Uglies, which is a like a white boy reggae band that we used to open with with the fish house punch like 20 years ago, it seems like, but, uh, they are, they've got a huge following of hundreds of thousands of people. And, and that's exactly what they're doing. He was like, man, I've got these 36 songs recorded. I'm just going to give you guys once a month, one a month. Yeah. You know? And I was like, Ooh, nice. That's a great idea. We don't have anywhere near that amount of songs recorded. Yeah. So let's do it every 45 days and uh, let's get to recording some more songs. Yeah. But uh, but that's exactly so, it, you know, that's exactly how we're doing it this time. Yeah. I mean, I even saw um, somebody recently because I was I'm like kind of into those like weirdo Internet guitarist people who don't actually like really have bands or play much live. But all they do uh, is just play crazy guitar in their bedrooms or whatever and come up with insano albums but i looked up one of those guys he had an album coming out this year and he put out a single on every different platform so like every two weeks it was just like here's a single from it but it's only on spotify and then and then like two or three weeks yeah like two or three weeks later a new single came out but it was only on youtube you know, so like if you were only ever on one platform you would eventually see one of his singles but if you wanted to go to every platform you could eventually pull in all of the singles to like see what his whole album was or you could just wait you know and he ended, right, you know right. it, it was kind of a cool concept to do that because it's no. like you know but it's also kind of like did, did it work is it weird what was the point to it i'm not sure but right. somebody thought of it's it interesting. yeah right. no it's interesting man <laughs> if it keeps people engaged i guess maybe that's the point of it keep people engaged um but yeah you're right there there are no rules anymore um and yeah, we're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants, to be honest with you. We've got we've got some songs in the shoot that we've got dates all set for, and um, we're working on a music video for one of them that we're going to release along with it, and um, we're filming that right now, actually. Uh, like not right now, but <laughs> this is, right. this is we're in it right now. <laughs> right, right now, you and me, you're gonna be in. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, so you know, and we're just gonna be trickling it out you know which is and then i said let's just use the same i was like let's just use the same album art and just make it the same album yeah i was like we don't have to like if we want to and release a fun bonus thing that's cool but otherwise 
there ex- there's no rules. Why don't we just do it however we want to? Yeah. I mean, if you have a 10 song or an 8 song album and you just want to release 8 singles, go for it, you know? Who, Same album cover. Yeah. And then eventually like, Yeah, then eventually it, you make PR phys- isn't the same anymore. The radios don't operate the same yeah, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. None of it is the same. It's all we're all just making it up as we go along. That's it's the age of the internet, man. That's all anybody's doing in anything. That's another uh, that's another crazy thing I found with the radio people is like it used to be somewhat hard to get your stuff on the radio. You kind of had to yeah. know people or only be in a certain region. And now they're like scrounging for stuff because every radio station is like, we need shows. And it's like, local show? Yeah, sure. Local music show, whatever. Yeah. And every station yeah, no, in every it, town has one. It's a lot easier to get it. Not to mention, man, there are hundreds, hundreds of internet radio stations. Mm-hmm. Uh that I just really just hit the hell out of like on Twitter and stuff. I've submitted yep. to all those guys and um, not all of them. Cause again, I'm sure I'll find another one next week and submit it to them. But uh, you know, and so many of them have shown us love. And so we try to do the same to them and, and retweet all their stuff. And then occasionally do a thing on Facebook and, and highlight one of them and just say, Hey, go check out their site. Um, Cause we all have to, anybody who's supporting independent artists need support as well because if nobody's out there listening to their stations then what's the point if it's all just us artists retweeting their stuff then what's the point in them playing it but uh you can check your stats on that and see how much stuff's getting played though too so yeah no exactly no exactly and i mean uh, just just to like come back to that like uh, on twitter i it's been a hot button topic is twitter dead for bands is this even worthwhile to have a twitter well we have more followers on twitter than we do on on instagram so it's weird i don't know what's going on there but but also like we've got a weirdly huge british contingent on our twitter for some reason i don't know why but like they like our music so we get plays over in britain now and it's like that's neat you know and then you also said those internet radio stations are all on Twitter and that's where they, yeah. that's where they do most of their work. So like actually hit them up because they'll be, they'll respond because bands aren't on Twitter anymore and they want your music. Right. Well, and I'd say most of what I do on Twitter is connecting with, with, yeah, those internet radio stations and other bands. Um, I do a lot of connecting with bands all over the world, all over the U S um, and, and that that's awesome sharing our music with one another saying hey if you're ever in the area let us know we'd be happy to support you open a gig help promote and stuff um that's been a huge huge tool in that so um twitter i'd say if you're in the business of having a band and you just want to get out to the world i use all social medias i'm like not all but i mean like the most the ones i know how to use you know we're on twitter and instagram and snapchat and facebook and uh tiktok tiktok we are on tiktok yep. yeah yeah that, um, that was something else mike schulte was talking about that uh, tiktok's getting big apparently like even for bands oh yeah man i've been pushing like i was doing uh some campaigns and stuff trying to get any of our fans i was like if you make i was telling our fans i gave away a few pieces of merch because i was like if you are making tiktoks and you use one of our songs in your tiktok i'll give you free merch you know let's get it out there because this man millions and millions of users yeah yeah, it's hard Uh, hard to say no to it it's hard to say no right no right exactly And, and don't get me wrong social media for musicians as a whole is not free like if if you're 
doing any kind of advertising, if you're trying to get people to your gigs or you really want people to hear your music, it helps if you've got 20 to 30 bucks occasionally to throw into the machine. Yeah. I'll be 100% honest. Like I get a lot like Facebook. I've, I've given them a few hundred dollars of our money, um, but it really helps get the word out there. Uh, it, it helps us be heard where we wouldn't have because if you don't put the money into the machine, it doesn't put you as far out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also people making arguments whether or not those advertisements are really worth it. Technically, I think I think they are. Um, I looked at yeah. like, and it's in context. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'd say between the two, I'd say every time I've run a, a Facebook ad, it not every time, but for most things, I run a Facebook ad. I get a lot more likes and views and then I'm able to turn those into likes from my page or, or invites to my events, um, which is worth it to me. Whereas Twitter, I tried running an ad on there and my 50 bucks was gone in like 20 minutes. I didn't get nothing out of it. Yeah. Twitter. Uh, I could see it getting lost in a hurry on Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So, you know, I think it's in context. I think it depends on how much money you have to spend. If, if $20 out of your band fund is a major weight on it, then, then don't do it, you know, keep doing what you're doing and playing the band shows, you know, doing the bar shows to make more money. But if you got a few extra bucks to throw into it, it definitely helps get more attention to it. Yeah. Um, and, and it comes back down to, there's no rules. You don't have to do the Facebook ads and think it's going to work and then rely only on that. I mean, you could right. do, you could come back to doing what you're doing and it's, it, that came up in another podcast I recently did, but you've got a mailing list and I'm assuming that the mailing list actually works better than you think it would. It really does, man. Um, and it shows, so it shows we do a, uh, I have a mailing list, like sign up sheet at our merch table and I'll give people free stickers for signing up and stuff. Uh, yeah, it really does. The mailing list, we get a lot of word out that way. Um, and you check out the reports and something like 85% of the people are opening the emails and, and reading it or clicking the links. Uh, and, and no, it, it really does work better than you think it does. It, it gets the word out there. And for some reason, people love free stuff too. So they'll, They'll sign up for free stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's another yeah. one for sure. Is like the free mm -hmm. stuff as the as the bribe for for people to either like go to a show or do a thing or or whatever right. you know. And I mean that was something I did for the podcast. I went to a show once and I was like, if anybody wears an Audible Farm shirt to the show, just just wear one and come up to me and say hi, and I'll just hand you some stickers. And and there was like eighteen people wearing Audible Farm <laughs> shirts. It's like this this is wild. Like I, awesome. I did bring this many stickers, but this is this is wild, you know. But that's awesome. But yeah, it's, it totally does work, you know. I I think you've got the right idea as far as like, you know, there's no rules to this, so why not put an album out, you know, every every it's, it comes out to like every month this year almost you're going to drop something in almost yeah. in almost every month, so, so Right. You know. I think the only one we skip is March. March. No, we skip we don't have we get March. Yeah, cuz it would be the end of March. Yeah, you might skip April. We're skip April. Yeah, yeah, I think April gets skipped, but um, but yeah, for the most part, we'll be releasing you know content. It's all about content this year for me, to be honest with you. I'm like, let's just create and throw it out to the world, and and you know, try not to get our hearts broke. Yeah, I don't really think there's like a wrong thing you can do as far as like making content because 
I, I don't know. I've found that like some of the goofier content that we've made uh, as far as like the band has actually been some of the, like the highest traffic content. No. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Um, no, I, I, exactly. It, it, the, the more you're willing or like the more or the less dignity you're willing to have, <laughs> the further it could go, you know, it, it, but that's the scary thing because the you know if it goes far because you had less to, you know it's a it's a vicious circle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like one of the dumbest things I've found is uh, making like a joke post because we like one time we shared a meme and it was like our most popular post of like 2019 or something. It's like it was a meme about Justin Bieber. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So, right. so it's like well let's make a meme, but like somehow try and tie it into our stuff. And, right. and then we'll post that and see what happens. And it's actually been working pretty well. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and it's, you like, and it's like, there's no rules. I'm literally like making a joke about something, you know, like this week, right. it, this week it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Instead of chugging beers, he was chugging the Three Finger Betty album. Like, it's right. the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. But it, see, it's funny. and People love it, man. No, I did a, I did a, a video with uh, the new single, Bad Daughter, um, with like a baby Yoda Mandalorian thing on our it's on our Facebook page where he keeps turning it on the song and Mandalorian <laughs> stopping him. Uh but yeah, no, I got a bunch of everybody loves everybody loves that stuff, man. Yeah, and I love that stuff because it's like to people like maybe you or me, it's like, well, this is it seems like such an easy thing to do, but then you look around and like, well nobody else is doing it, so why I might as well just do it cuz right. why not, you know? Like well, and it makes people smile, man. It's just back to the we're just making people smile, you know? That's what we're we're going after. It's true. It's true, man. And I mean like that's just another thing. If you think you got an idea for your band, you know, throw it at the wall. You never know what might stick. You know, I've, I've seen bands that every time they played a show, they, they made like a, a crazy dumb video about it, you know? And like one of, <laughs> one of them was the guy was eating like a, like a five gallon bucket full of cereal or something. And it's just like, it just like pans in on him. He's like, we got a show this weekend. And it like, that was the promotion, <laughs> but it's like, that's hilarious. I remember it, you know? People, right. You remember it and people share it. Right. No, yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's exactly. It, man. You, there's no rules to promotion anymore with the internet. You're just like anything I can do to get myself. Up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We're kind of getting uh, that last last sentence he had was a little scratchy audio i don't know what's uh what oh yeah sorry. but yeah uh we're back we had a little audio issues but we're back but uh there we go ty i you know we're getting close ish to the end but uh I, I do have to say when i first listened to your band i listened to most bands with like a very open mind to like what's going on and uh your band seemed to be one of those bands that like returned the favor to me because like we were talking earlier your band is I couldn't categorize it in one thing. When I, when I picked four categories, it was uh, groove, country, rock, and indie. And it's like those four almost don't match together, you know. But you guys, the open-mindedness from your guys' band um, and, like, the direction you're going as far as, like, well, let's do an online thing and let's give some stuff away and let's just release a single every, you know, almost every month this year and then and then we'll go with that and that'll be that'll just be the album instead of, you know, you're, let's just create more content in any fashion we can, you know. And you're right. I, I appreciate that approach so much because I feel like some bands during COVID or during 2020 just kind of just kind of keeled over and I want to say keeled over and died, but just kind of just sat down. And, yeah, and just kind of yeah. just kind of took it. And well, yeah, well, I appreciate you you saying something because it's definitely nice to be noticed. It's definitely nice to have your hard work noticed. But as I said before, no, seriously, you know, we literally. Well, two things. I, I do it to make life 
better for everybody and to just help fill the world with music. That's why everybody at Over the River does it. Uh, but two, also, maybe a little bit, I was kind of counting on that, uh, on people sitting down and being like, let's just take a break. And because I was like, people are going to be sitting down, taking a break. Let's sprint, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, we had plenty of hurdles within our sprint, and we weren't able to sprint too fast, but mm-hmm. uh, we'd just stayed as active as we could, just keep, keep paddling ahead to maybe get get an inch in on people that were already miles ahead of us, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. It's like uh, one of my favorite quotes when uh, I was like – I used to be like really into fitness and stuff. One of my favorite quotes was you're going to lap everybody that's sitting on the couch. That's kind of this situation, you know, like even if you right. did, even if no, you did exactly. something a little bit of something, you still are so much farther ahead than people that sat down and did nothing. Exactly. Well, here's what it comes down to, man. My, my middle school band teacher, right back when I was just playing the snare drum, uh, <laughs> and, uh, my middle school band teacher, he told me and it stuck with me. It's really good. All right. Mm-hmm. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Okay. Okay. And let me and let me explain it to you, right? Because anything worth doing, it's better for you to do it poorly than not at all, right? Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to practicing your instrument or brushing your teeth or cleaning your house or just anything in life that's worth doing it's better to do it a little bit than to just skip it all together. Right. That's true. That's so true. So therefore anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. So to hold yourself to a standard that if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well, that's crazy. No, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly over not doing it at all. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cause just, I mean, eventually you'll say, get good at I'm it. I'm not going to do it if I can't do it well. Well, then sit down and don't do it because you're not going to do it well your first time anyways. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's, you know, it's so weird. Cause I've like so many of these podcasts that I've, you're going to be episode like one twenty three or something. Yeah. And I, and I feel, awesome. and I feel like about half of them somewhere, somebody has given like a lesson that applies somehow to music, but it's also a great lesson for life in general. <laughs> and and it, they, they just like fall out like somewhere in the last 10, 15 minutes of the podcast, like magic. <laughs> and I don't, and it's, I, I'm going to go back through and listen to all of them and write them all down and make a book out of right. quotes I heard on a podcast. And oh. things I heard on a podcast, but no, it's true. That's exactly it. He also told me, to buy the expensive trash bags. <laughs> That's true, though, too. <laughs> it is true, right? I'm telling you, two pieces of advice that he was like, that man, Mr. Meyer, he gave me some real-life advice, that man right there. If it's worth doing, do it poorly, buy the expensive trash bags. <laughs> and look at you today. You still have music in your life. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> dude that's some that's some funny stuff too i mean uh i i don't know i do feel like everybody has that musical inspiration from their past that kind of just 
influenced them more than they ever thought they ever would have, you know, and, and I mean, some of them are people that you may or may not still keep in contact with. It might not have to be like a teacher like you had in your situation like that, but I'm sure, you know, that was, don't get me wrong. I got plenty of those people too, in and out of my musical life that I, you know, some I do still talk to Sven, for instance, and who's in my band and, and some I haven't talked to in 20 years, but, uh, you know, all of those people collectively, you know, they make they make you who you are. And uh, all we are is like a culmination of interactions with other people and the choices that we make. So, uh, you know, especially when it comes to music. Uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, some of those it's crazy when you get to be older. I just turned 30 this year and um, you get you get to looking back and people that you never thought would be consequential in your life or little bits of advice like those two that you thought were like that you rolled your eyes at or laughed at in class and never thought you'd think about again at 30 you're like mr meyer that motherfucker (laughs) you know when he was laying it on us middle schoolers yeah we couldn't handle the big stuff but he gave us some good life advice (laughs) that's that's so true though it's so true oh man yeah, this you learn to appreciate those people that you didn't know would would carry you that far, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, I feel like I also feel like being about thirty, you're in that prime like reflection area of your life where you're just kind of like you're like kind of like holy cow, like the twenties are gone, like I'm technically like should be like super adult like now, you know, but like, but everybody, <laughs> right. but there's like, I don't know very many 30 year olds who are actually very adult, like, you know, and the ones that, no. are, you know, the ones that are, aren't very fun to be around. No, I'm just, just kidding people. Just <laughs> no, kidding. Right. I get it. No, but, but, I get it. but it's to- like, I totally get it. You're that prime reflection time, you know, too. So like yeah. having some of these kind of thoughts like that, that's probably also driving some of your thought processes as far as like, you know, like you said, we're going to have a band, we're going to do it this way and I, this is the thought that I want to see through to the end at least you know or at least try you right. know and I feel like you guys are right. doing luckily, luckily like I said it isn't all me you know luckily I got two part I got you know two I Clayton left you know we were just moving in different directions um when when Clayton our fourth break he left in the middle of COVID you know he hadn't it COVID he was real precautious mm-hmm. um and, and that was okay he didn't he didn't want to he didn't want to leave his house. He, he's high risk and stuff, which we were totally cool with. Um, and then in the meantime, in the like four months we were apart, we just really grew different directions musically. And he just he just decided he was going to go his own way on a solo thing. And um, and that's cool. But, yeah, luckily I got the other two guys who are just 100 percent in it to win it. Um, you know, I bring them an idea. And if it's far fetched, they tell me and they keep me on earth a little bit. Uh and uh but if it, when i have good ideas they're in it and they don't you know they don't sway they're always they always got my back which is a big thing you can't teamwork makes a dream work you know yeah yeah 100 percent teamwork with a band like uh it's been a hot button issue as well like that has been kind of going through lately because like we're switching uh bass bassists in our band we just switched the bassist so it's like you know, you got to like, everybody's got to get back on the same page. And you took you three or four years to get everyone on the same page and be comfortable with each other. Now you got a new person. And I mean, at one point in time, I was the new person. So I got to, I got to just go yeah. with it and, and roll with the punches. And I still feel like, yeah. I still feel like the new guy though. <laughs> no, I get it. No, I get it. I get it. Oh man. Uh, 
over, over the river music, you guys got stuff available, uh, not just on your website, but as well as streaming services. Um, you can buy it from Amazon and, and pretty much anywhere you buy or listen to music. Um, it's available everywhere. That is, uh, if you guys are looking for the links, just go to overtherivermusic.com. That's, uh, that's where all the stuff is at, at right at the bottom, right? Like, just like you said right. earlier, everywhere, <laughs> go to overtherivermusic.com and you can find it all. Yep. Just the, the key to all of life's treasures will be unlocked to you. Yeah. Um, I will put that I link in the description. <laughs> I'll put that link in the description and, uh, I will also put some extra links down there as far as like just some of the major social medias for everyone to click on. Otherwise, like we said, over the river music, that's, that's where the, the stuff is at. Uh, you know, it happened with Josh and I think it's going to happen again with you, Ty. I think I'm, you're going to be one of my weirdly like favorite buddy people that I, I had never met. You're just one of those new internet buddies I've got. Cause you, awesome, man. you seem like a really great guy. I dig your music. You've got a, a good disposition on life. You know, you just, um, seem like get your head on straight. So, you know, it's, it's really cool. I dig your music. I hope to sometime catch you guys live. Um, yeah. Uh, Where are you? What uh, kind of what area are you in in Iowa? I'm in North Central. Uh, the band gotcha. I play in is in Des Moines uh, for the most okay. part. Um, okay. If, if anybody's looking, oh, they're like, oh, where's where are you guys going to be playing at? Well, uh, you can go to overtherivermusic.com and, and it's all right there. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to make our way uh, way close, way more into Iowa this year. Uh, we're way over here on the west side here, so we're trying to mosey that way and up and kind of all over and just get our name out there as much as we can in 2021 now that live music's uh, hopefully getting back going this summer so yeah that's something we've been talking with other people about is trying to get a little bit outside of our normal area but you also gotta like we said you gotta tip through tiptoe through the little yep. forest there to kind of yeah well, every area is different and every yeah it's it's a thing man but hopefully i keep telling myself to you know as humans, we've beaten the Black Plague and the Spanish flu and polio and all the like. This isn't forever. It won't be forever. In a couple of years, we'll remember how fucking crazy this all was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we won't still be the way we are now. And so I just keep reminding myself if we can just push through this, uh, keep doing what we're doing, keep grinding, all of us. You know, all of us as human beings in society and keep just being as kind to one another as we possibly can be in times like this. Uh, we can make it through this. You know, we just we just got to work together. Dude, another beautiful life lesson. Perfect way to end the <laughs> podcast, man. Man, thank you so much for having me today. Dude, I've really had a great time. Dude, it's been really fun. It's been really fun to chat. And uh, dude, uh, don't go away because I am going to end the recording. But Ty, uh, great chatting with you, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, baby, that was another good one. You know, it's just, it's fun to be able to sit down with people and just kind of click with them a little bit, you know. So uh, hats off, Ty. Uh, you know, you're one of the good guys out there as well, and I, you know, you're making great music and and just I I, uh, I agreed with a lot of what you said, and then and it just seemed like a really good conversation overall. So I hope you guys all really enjoyed it, you know, just as much as I did. Like I said in the in the intro, I didn't know Ty. Uh, very well at all we messaged a few times here and there and i'd listened to his music before and then we had a short conversation before we jumped into the podcast but it's fun meeting people on the podcast and just uh you know reaffirming that you know not all the madness that we constantly see on social media the news and everywhere else is is something that should define all of us as human beings you know uh, we're deeper human beings than that and uh you got to be understanding and 
you know, just be open-minded and, uh, you know, a lot of those weird, great life lessons came out of this one. You know, like, like I said, there's, it's goofy. If you listen to these podcasts, you can find people that'll give, uh, recommendations or like little lessons they learned while playing music, uh, whether it be publicly or by themselves, etc. And they're just like, you know, I learned this thing. And it's like, that actually applies to life. Not just, not just, uh, music, but life as well. So, uh, it's fun to hear those little tidbits come out of podcasts as well. So hats off Ty for doing that. Uh, check out over the river band. They got the website, www.overtherivermusic.com. Uh, that has links to everything you need to find there. Otherwise their handle online for almost everywhere is at over the river music. If it's not, there's a link to it down below. So check that out. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I'll just put the social media down below as usual, and I'll put the uh, website down below as usual, too. And you guys can check it all out there. Uh, like we discussed in this episode, you can find their music online on streaming services, but it's also directly on their website. And uh, if you guys want to find all their social medias, that's all at their website, too. It's all right at the bottom. Easy, nice spot to find it. So go check it out, guys. Um, Ty, I got to say thanks. If you're listening, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day to sit down and talk with me about music, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, just like every guest, you know, it's, I mean, I get that I, I take time out of my week every week, but I also have to drag someone in into this madness and say, hey, take some time out of your week as well and talk to me about some stuff. So hats off, Ty. I really appreciate you taking the time out. And uh, once again, hats off to Josh Wig for making the recommendation uh, to for me to listen to Over the River. So, uh, you know, I got to say thanks to everybody that's listening to this episode. If this is the first episode you listen to, uh, cruise through, see if you uh, know some other people or maybe find somebody else that you want to listen to and check it out. There's a lot of episodes out there of, uh, of this podcast now. So if you guys have any recommendations, hit me up. I'm always uh, game to hear recommendations. I'm slowly peeling through some some people I've contacted you know, earlier, maybe in 2020, or I've even contacted a couple of people that I'd never met up with that we kind of had talks in 2019 about meeting up. So I'm meeting up with a lot of people that it's taken me a while to get in touch with them. So uh, uh, thank you, everybody, for being patient with me on that. As uh, It's kind of fun to actually check these people off the list and uh, to know they're still making music as well. So it's really cool to have people that, you know, have been making music for in the same capacity for well over a year and aren't just, uh, I guess I would say, a fly-by-night kind of musician, which there's nothing wrong with that either. But, uh, you know, it's just really cool to know that, that people have that drive to just keep going, you know, and... Uh, Ty's one of those guys. So uh, hats off, Ty. I really appreciate it. I hope everybody enjoyed this. Uh, check out his music. There's links down below. At the very bottom, there's also links to the Audible Farm stuff, such as the Audible Farm shop. There you can find merch, uh, Audible Farm merch, stickers, shirts, uh, hoodies. There's also the Audible Farm Patreon page. You can watch video versions of the podcast if that interests you. So check that out. Otherwise, you can always listen for free. And then uh, at the bottom, there's also a link to the website. So uh, one more time, hats off to Ty. Uh, check out his music, uh, Over the River. That's a band. They're from the Council Bluffs area over near Omaha. So check them out if you're over in that area. Or if you want to book them, hit them up. Uh, you know, I'm always a big proponent of that. I know there are some venue owners that listen to this podcast. So uh, hats off, Ty. We'll check you guys all out next week. And I will have another episode with another really cool guest. And uh, that's how it's going to go down. So thanks, everybody. Peace. Peace.